Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is a sad day, as, as you all know uh, by now, that Aretha Franklin has passed away at the age of 67, or 76, sorry. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show at my on MyTalk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, today everything Queen of Soul. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that is Bradley Trainer. Good afternoon. And we will start the show as we do every day, uh, giving you a little taste of the three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today. It's the three at 1203. Give me three. You got it. It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. And uh, just over, oh, I would say about three hours ago, we were made aware that uh, Aretha Franklin had left this world. And um, let's have a listen to how it was, how the news was delivered to us via ABC. Those of you just joining us, I am Paula Ferris. We have breaking news this morning. Aretha Franklin, the queen of soul, has passed away at 76 years old, according to the Associated Press. Franklin, the legendary singer of Respect, Natural Woman, and over a hundred other charted singles. She was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She had 73 hits that landed in the Billboard Top 100, the most of any woman ever. And that was just a tiny, tiny bit yeah. of the obvious wall-to-wall coverage that's been going on uh, across the networks, whether CBS, this came from ABC. They went on to, of course, uh, go through the entire amazingly over-accomplished life of Aretha Franklin um, and talk about many of the things that you're going to hear us talk about over the next three hours. She truly was not only just an amazing talent, but had such an amazing life story uh, and certainly throughout the day today on any news network, but also here on my talk 1071, you'll hear not only her music, which again is so familiar, something we've all uh, intersected with at one point or another in our lives. Uh, but you'll hear parts of, of her life story that perhaps you didn't know um, that will kind of add that dimension to Aretha Franklin. If all you've ever known is her music Um so, yeah, it's it's a sad day indeed. Just uh, a little bit more of the news aspect of it as we begin to talk about the life of Aretha Franklin, in this case, the passing of Aretha Franklin. As you said, she was 76. Uh, the, the news reports vary, but some say an unknown illness, but uh, um, also that she suffered from um, advanced pancreatic cancer. She did pass away at her home in Detroit. As you heard Holly at the top of the hour say, her family said one of the darkest moments of our lives. 
uh, as a result of the passing of Aretha Franklin. And um, of course, they go on to say that they were deeply touched by the incredible outpouring of love and support that they've received from close friends, supporters, and uh, people from all over the world. Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. All right, so you're going to hear a lot of Aretha Franklin over the next three hours. You're going to hear her music. We're going to talk about some of the things, as Colleen said, you didn't really know much about. We're listening to some interviews. But here is just a hometown connection. It didn't actually take place uh, in the Twin Cities, but here is a little taste uh, of a performance by Aretha Franklin that took place at a Thanksgiving uh, football game between uh, none other than the Vikings and the Lions. And this was, I think this was in, well, in Michigan, right? I don't know sports, but her rendition of our national anthem Actually broke a record, but let's just listen to a little taste before we talk about it. Oh, oh, say, can you see? So that's just a taste. She goes on for over four minutes, the longest, uh, anthem at a sports venue like that for a football game that anybody's ever done and it goes on like i said for just over four minutes and who better to to do that than aretha franklin because she would find you know she would find stuff where there wasn't stuff yeah she'd make notes in between the notes yeah, there was there and was then a those whole notes song would have notes within the lyric of a song mm-hmm. so um, I just thought that was a, you know, I, I was searching throughout the Internet to see if there was, you know, some audio of her locally. And I couldn't really find anything. But I thought, you know, here's a moment where she sort of hit one out of the park to use a sports metaphor for the wrong sport. Um, that <laughs> but at involved least you none knew other that. Than our hometown uh, team, the yeah. Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that um, that version of the national anthem has even been parodied on the Simpsons, which is, you know, that is a high compliment. And you'll find out later again, one of the things that um, Aretha Franklin said was that to be, um, to have covers done of you or to be uh, sort of the subject of even that type of satire was a a high compliment. Mm -hmm. And she took it as such. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. And we thought we would end with the three things you need to hear today with the last performance of Aretha Franklin, the last public performance. This was in Detroit in June of 2017. And um, it's not going to maybe sound like the Aretha Franklin that you remember, but it is still Aretha Franklin. Let's have a little listen. In your- 
Yeah, I mean, her voice was still there. Now, she was battling cancer at this point. And frankly, um, you know, this was one of her, uh, if not last performance, it was the last performance, certainly in Detroit. Um, And she looks like a shell of her former self, because obviously, Ah. you know, her body being ravaged by the cancer that she was dealing with doesn't necessarily look like, um, you know, the Aretha Franklin you would expect to see on stage. But man, even then, she still has that gift inside and of her. the command on the stage. I mean, you see that was one of the things I, I always found remarkable about. There's a reason why she's called a diva and it's not necessarily because of her um, just because of her attitude, right? Like she knew she was, she knew she had an amazing gift oh, yeah. uh, and she sort of earned a place in our, um, in our, in the music culture where she felt fine just saying what she thought. But, but one of the reasons she was a diva was because she owned the stage. Well, and, you know, I think the word diva has turned into some something somewhat pejorative in meaning. Mm-hmm. However, it comes from a person who is so talented and is confident in their talent that they just don't put up with things that they're not comfortable putting up with. Or they just own, as you said, wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Like, they know their gift and they celebrate it. And she was yeah. the very definition of that. Uh, I was reminded, uh, because like you said, Bradley, this morning, just sort of combing the internet, kind of looking for uh, any uh, anything that would give a, a picture of Aretha Franklin that maybe we didn't have going into the show today. Uh, and one of the things I had done is I had searched on my own Facebook page because I had remembered um, posting about her in the past. And what what came up was uh, I had written about and I can't I'm trying to remember what the award show was. I I believe it was the Grammys where she performed. um, And as she came out onto the stage, she had this fur coat on. Yeah. Do you remember this? Well, she um, wait, you said that was when I couldn't remember what the award show was, but it was an award show. And she had this fur coat on and she walked out and just before she started to sing she literally just sort of tossed it off yeah. and then walked out of it <laughs> and i and i remember thinking like she can do that yeah no she literally can and she she did love her fur coats mm-hmm. and I, that made me think of another performance when she was doing the kennedy center honors for carol king and came out and did um you know did that number you made me feel or natural woman and um was she played the piano in a full fur coat and then took it off and you know belted to the rafters so and you know what that was what that was the performance you were right that was the one where she did the coat drop and it was just and there's a gif of it i mean she uh was something spectacular and and uh we were we were lucky to have lived in a time uh to have known her in, her career in the way that we knew it and t- speaking of that diva thing I had I was one of the things I had watched was an interview with Dick Clark in 1976 and she was very young and there was such a difference in how she presented herself almost like a shyness to her that you really saw watching that juxtaposed with some more recent interviews. Yeah, you saw how she came into her Aretha-ness 
seeing those right next to each other. It was just kind of amazing. And um, and so we'll have more stories about Aretha Franklin, more things perhaps you didn't know about her. Maybe you did know. Uh, we'll give you opportunities to reflect. We will have opportunities to listen to her music and just talk about the gift that we were given uh, in the talent of Aretha Franklin uh, today on the day of her death. When we come back, Elizabeth Reese will be bringing all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought us a Dirt Alert on My Talk 1071. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, you guys. It is nice to be with you. Nice and of course, to be with you as well. You know, the big conversation today is about the death of singer Aretha Franklin at the age of 76. Mm-hmm. I know you guys have been talking about it at the beginning of the show, but if you're just tuning in for the Dirt Alert, um, Aretha Franklin has passed away. She um, had been dealing with uh, pancreatic cancer and passed away in her home in Detroit. Her family issued a statement saying it is with deep and profound sadness that we announce the passing of Aretha Aretha Louise Franklin, the Queen of Soul. So her longtime publicist um, put out that statement and she passed away at her home surrounded by family and loved ones. And of course, um, the cause of death was due to the advanced uh, stages of pancreatic cancer. So, uh, just, I know. You know, again, it's one of those uh, deaths that certainly wasn't totally um unexpected right. but at the same time it's still just terribly sad and an opportunity to celebrate a wonderful life and um she was kind of a home uh, i don't want to say a homebody necessarily but somewhat of a you know introverted person she did have a sort of separate home life that she maybe didn't wear out you know uh when she was on stage yeah and i love that she maintained um living in detroit you know and is really part of that community and it was the local news there that was reporting on um, her advanced stages of her illness, which I just think is really lovely because yeah. that's the community that she was part of and she was proud to be from Detroit. And um, and I think that that just shows the roots that she has in that community, that it wasn't, you know, TMZ getting the first news about it. It was the WDIV out of Detroit. And don't you, I mean, th- listen, one of the things that uh, that I sort of liken that to, I, I would say, is the fact that, Prince always yes. kept his roots here in yes. Minnesota and what that meant to us. Yeah. And um and truly it is pretty unique when you really look at the grand sort of the the big picture of major stars the majority of them end up putting down their roots in New York, in or, LA. New York or LA and to mm-hmm. have somebody who is as huge and recognizable as Aretha Franklin main This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts her allegiance to Detroit and the way that she did and spoke so fondly of it 
is unique and amazing and wonderful. I think you are totally, totally right. Uh, former President Barack Obama weighed in on the passing of Aretha Franklin, along with many, many other celebrities. But I did think this was a sweet uh, line. He said, every time she sang, we were all graced with a glimpse of the divine, mm. which is, I think, a beautiful way to describe the impact that arts has on mm-hmm. people. So, um, you know, she performed at President Obama's inauguration in 2009, and it was one of the highlights of a big day. And so when you look back at her life, it is really pretty incredible. And that's the opportunity that we have when people pass away like this to really look back at the impact that they had and, um, and appreciate the work that they put forth. Well, and if you uh, haven't seen the clip of her at the um, Kennedy center honors, when she's doing uh, the tribute to Carol King, natural woman, you can see the president brought to tears. Uh, Like he clearly, you know, had a special place in his heart for her. Yeah. Um, Lots of other celebrities weighing in on Twitter, including President Trump, John Legend, Christina Aguilera, um, Hillary Clinton, all lots of people just mentioning what their memories are of her and how much they appreciated her contribution. So again, Aretha Franklin passed away at the age of 76. Mm. Uh, There are a couple of other Dirt Alert stories to get to. That one is certainly dominating the headlines today, but in movie news, uh, Crazy Rich Asians... Uh, being reported by Warner Brothers that it grossed $5 million on its opening day. Uh, 85% overall positive reviews from CinemaScore. Hmm. And uh, people are just absolutely loving this movie. Yeah, no, They're can, loving it. I, it's just one of those movies that, you know, we've heard. I feel like I've heard about this movie for a long time. Yeah. And then it l- continues to live up to the hype. And in fact, um, you know. I, I would imagine it's going to continue to do well at the box office. I think so too. On. It's because it's only Thursday. Yeah. They didn't hold um, previews for this movie. So like yesterday was kind of like the preview. So it opened and, and then um, it, it's just killing it. It's and going we, gangbusters for sure. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's and I think it's really fun. Like I saw, um, you know, Lisa Ling, who of course was on The View and she's a very well-known journalist. I mean, she was posting on Instagram just what what it means to her um, as an Asian American to see a movie with an Asian cast and to see what that is like when, when she doesn't ever see that, you mm-hmm. know, you, you just don't see it. The last time there was an all Asian cast in like a major Hollywood motion picture that came out was the joy luck club in 1993. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. We, uh, you, you mentioned that yesterday and that just blows my mind. I know. Which, by the way, thank you for co-hosting with me yeah, yesterday, no, it was Bradley. A blast. You guys had fun, me. didn't you? Yeah. It was really fun. She, we got to eat flank steak. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing better than that. I just really quickly <laughs> wanted to touch on this really quick yeah. and, and let people know that tomorrow when Paul McGuire Grimes joins us on the Colleen and Bradley show, as he does every Friday, this is one of the Crazy Rich Asians is one of the movies that he'll also be reviewing. So yes, which you want to hear more been- of that providing like interviews uh, mm-hmm. for on Twin Cities Live. Yeah, he has he went um on the junket for us and so he got to talk with the stars and they just seem to be just loving this. I read a story um like a couple of weeks ago that they're still the whole cast is on a group text and so they mm. text about stuff all the time and um one of the stars of the movie said that I think at last count she said there were 52 people on that group text. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. And so her phone is like constantly ding 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 but Don't, they're all just loving it. Isn't that what you want to hear about a a wonderful movie with full of people that you uh you know admire and adore? Yeah. Like you want to hear that they got done doing that piece of work and stayed in touch because it was so wonderful. Totally. You know, it almost like makes the movie that much better. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Moore and Nikki Cox, their divorce is finally final. 
Um, they had multiple divorce filings, a failed reconciliation, and claims of drug abuse. They're finally done being husband and wife. The divorce became final on Tuesday, um, but all of the details of their settlement are going to remain under wraps. So we don't know what the child or spousal support situation is. They have a seven-year-old son together. Jay filed for divorce from Nikki in July of 2016, claiming she had a drug problem. He wanted full custody of their child, but he said that they were very in love. And then oh, called off the divorce six yes. days later. But then he filed again for the second time in December of 2016. Claimed the same thing, that there were some drug issues and addiction problems. Um, but we don't know what he ended up oh, getting. Very messy. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Bristow, who was the wow. bachelorette. She's the Canadian bachelorette. Despite rumors that I didn't even know were swirling that she and her um, beloved Sean are split. She says they are 100% still together. Huh. I, wonder- I don't know, though. I'm not seeing a good sign of this because she addressed the rumors on her podcast and she said that they've been spending more time apart this summer. But that doesn't mean they're any less in love because she's been in Canada. He's focused on his gym. His name is Sean Booth and his gym is called Booth Camp. I mean, oh, that's, that's pretty cute. good. Cute. It's in Nashville. She says um, she's in Canada because every year she's made the promise to herself and her family that she'll come up every August and Sean just opened this business. And so he's there. Okay, well, I don't good know. for him, but you know, I feel like if where there's smoke, there's fire. This is especially exactly when it what comes, I was yeah. going to say. Especially yeah. when it comes to stories like these and people like this, um, why else would we be talking about trouble if there wasn't any? Also, I'm looking at his um, his new gym, and I would not say it's going gangbusters. Oh, so. Uh-oh. I'm, you know, okay. I'm just saying, but booth camp. That's a that's good cute. Name. Good name. Yeah. Good name. A really good name. Elizabeth Reese. Thank you so much for <laughs> joining us. You can catch Thanks her on Twin Cities Live at three o'clock. Her next dirt alert at five twenty. And when we come back, we have a thirty second pop culture challenge six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to play, my talk one zero seven one. Remembering Aretha Franklin today on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and of course it is a sad day, um, but we are celebrating her life and we are going to get back to that celebration in just a minute. But we thought we'd take a quick little journey over to our regular schedule and do a little 30 second pop culture challenge. Let's do it. 30 second And who's playing today, Colleen? We've got Kim on the line. And what is she playing for today, Bradley? Thank you for asking. She is playing for a MyTalk 1071 t-shirt. All right. The timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Diana Prince is the alter ego of which superhero? Wonder Woman. Who is Yogi Bear's sidekick? Uh, Pass. The Oprah Winfrey Show taped in what city? Chicago. Who was the star of the Disney show Hannah Montana? Miley Cyrus. Which actress has the most Oscar nominations ever? Actor. Nope. Uh, Pass. Oh, that's that's the last one, right? So who is Yogi Bear's sidekick? Oh, what is his name? Um, Oh! Kim, I'm so sorry. sorry. See, I thought she was doing so well. I thought she had gotten the the Yogi Bear one. I missed that. Um... But of course, the answer to that is. Did she is misunderstand boo-boo. my last question, though? Because she's did she say backdoor. I thought she said actor. <laughs> In any case, I don't know. We was confused. The actress with the most Oscar nominations ever is, of course, Meryl Streep. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you can play that game again tomorrow. We do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show at 1230. Five pop culture questions, 30 seconds. You get them all right, you'll win a prize. And again, you will have an opportunity to do it again tomorrow. But um, as we've been talking about throughout the show today, we uh, lost the soul legend Aretha Franklin today at the age of 76 this morning. And um, you and I both, Bradley, and I'm sure a lot of people, uh, as you do when um, somebody so notable has passed away, you kind of dig through the archives of YouTube and you go to the internet and see what has been written about this person, et cetera. And yeah, maybe I, learn some things that you didn't know. I always love to go through YouTube when a celebrity or an actor, actress, or somebody of note has passed because YouTube is just such a wonderful place to find interviews and really remind yourself uh, or learn in many cases. I bet a lot of people are learning things today that they never knew about Aretha Franklin. So it's just a, it's, it's a wonderful time to live because you can really truly immerse yourself in somebody's career uh, when they pass. And, you know, frankly, and I know we've all said this probably at times, it'd be nice to do that a little bit more before they pass. But Mm -hmm. nonetheless, we are celebrating the life of Aretha Franklin today. So, you know, like you said, Bradley, learning things you never knew before. Here's something I never knew about Aretha Franklin. I stumbled upon an interview that she did uh, for Time magazine in 2010. And in it, um, she talks about how she gets around. On her tours. Oh, yeah, sure. Because apparently Aretha Franklin stopped flying. Uh, here she is talking about uh, how she gets around. Has your limited flying hindered your career in recent years? It has not hindered my career at all. Miss Franklin can get around. <laughs> <laughs> I have been everywhere, believe me, on this bus. Everywhere except across the ocean. It's afforded my seeing the United States. When I was flying, I never saw the United States and what it really looked like. And when's the last time you flew? In uh, 82. It's been a good little while, in 82. What happened? And I had such a bad uh, flight. A two-engine plane, dipsy-doodling up and down all the way home from Atlanta. I said, oh, my God, when I get to Detroit, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) That is it. When I see Metropolitan Airport, that's it. And she vowed to never fly again. Did she just never travel? She took a bus. No, I'm saying like to Europe and other parts of the world. Not not after 1982. Wow. Prior to 1982, uh, she would fly. But after that flight, uh, in at least in 2010, she said, uh, after that flight that she took in 1982, that was not a pleasant flight. I feel bad for all them people in Europe. Right? Because they never got yeah. their Aretha. Um, but yeah, she just took a bus. I And I love a couple things I loved about that moment, first of all. The, the way that she talked about seeing the United States in a way that you can't see from an airplane mm-hmm. um, was such, I mean, what a beautiful way to look at it. Not the hours and hours on a bus, uh, you know, just traveling down the, the long and winding road. Of course, she wasn't driving. She was yeah. in the lap of luxury, but that she spoke of being able to see the the country in that way. Yeah. Was so I mean, beautiful. You'd, presu- you'd hope that somebody would want to do that, not out of, you know, your fear of flying, mm-hmm. but... Regardless, it was still a nice bonus, you know, as the result of that fear that she had. Yeah. And the other thing I thought was so sweet is, again, and we talked about this a little bit with Elizabeth Reese, that Aretha Franklin called Detroit her home Mm -hmm. uh, and always did until, you know, today when she died in her home in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just love that part when she talked about that awful flight where she was 
coming home from Atlanta and and just saying, you know, when I see Metropolitan Airport, uh, the airport in Detroit, again, just it just again punctuates how fond she was of Detroit and why she called it her home and uh, and that it remained her home no matter how successful she became. That's where her roots were, and that's where she was grounded, and that's where she would return and call it home. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we could, if you want to, we could go through some of the other things that people have said on the internet about Aretha Franklin, because um, the hits just keep coming. And by that, I mean the remembrances from some of your favorite people. In fact, here's one from Paul McCartney. Let's all take a moment to give thanks for the beautiful life of Aretha Franklin, the queen of our souls, who inspired us. All for uh, many, many years. She will be missed, but the memory of her greatness as a musician and a fine human being will live with us forever. And Hillary Clinton said, mourning the loss today of Aretha Franklin, who shared her spirit and talent with the world. She deserves not only our respect, all caps, but also our lasting gratitude for opening our eyes and our hearts. And I was trying to find Billy Joel. Where is Billy Joel? Because I know he just did a tribute and I thought that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel, uh, reflecting on the life of Aretha Franklin, said, We've lost the greatest singer of our time. As a songwriter, I know personally how meaningful a gifted interpreter of material can be. Mm. No one can replace her. Uh, can I share another kind of interesting and cool tribute from yeah. NASA? Uh, as in NASA. Yeah. They tweeted... We're saddened by the loss of Aretha Franklin. Asteroid 249516, Aretha, found by our Neowise mission and named after the singer to commemorate the Queen of Soul, will keep orbiting beyond Mars. Oh, that's so cool. Th- I had no idea. They had, yeah. they had found an asteroid and they named it after Aretha Franklin. Who knew? And there it is, orbiting Mars out in outer space. Yeah. Who knew? Um, and... Clearly, people from all over the world have been weighing in. I mean, um, you know, Al Sharpton knew her and has been talking a lot today. Um, everybody has uh, been sharing their recollections of of Aretha Franklin. I was just going through to see if there were any that I missed of the uh, recollections of note. But I think we've given sort of the yeah the bigger ones and everybody you know from people who uh would have been viewed as peers of her early in her career all the way up to you know justin timberlake posting uh, a picture of himself singing alongside aretha franklin and what that meant to him um just it just again punctuates the legend that we've lost um in losing aretha franklin this morning at the age of 76 at her home in detroit and um, I was trying to see. OK, so there's a whole part of um, Aretha Franklin. Do you remember there was a kerfuffle with her at Whitney's passing? Vaguely. So there um, she was supposed to be at the funeral, mm-hmm. Whitney's funeral. But then she and you'll remember or you may not know, um, but Aretha was Whitney's godmother. And she was supposed to be at the funeral, but then said she couldn't go. But then there was like this confusion about why she couldn't go and maybe some excuses. Um, And she, I think, if I remember correctly, Dion sort of um, threw some shade at her during the funeral. And um, I just found an article. And so I want to it just makes me want to go read this whole thing again, because it says Aretha Franklin ethered Dion Warwick with a single fax. Um, And it. It all goes back to this this confusion about her showing up at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Aretha basically was like, I don't honestly, I don't have time uh, for all this mess. And she's just one of those people that, again, didn't have time. She Mm -mm. didn't care who you were. Mm -mm. She didn't have time for your stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Say it, and she would say it quickly and succinctly, and then she would get on about her day. Yeah. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to invite our friend Kat Perkins to join us. Uh, to talk a little bit as a musician about what the music of Aretha Franklin has meant to her after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Celebrating the memory of Aretha Franklin today on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Good afternoon. Uh, before we are joined by Kat Perkins, Bradley, you uh, were telling a story about. The funeral of Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin, and uh, you got some facts wrong? Well, no, I just, I wanted to clarify because I didn't have time to go into the details, and I read up in the break to make sure I wasn't talking out of my other areas. And uh, there was this whole kerfuffle when Whitney Houston passed away, and Dionne Warwick essentially thought she was, uh, well, alluded to the fact that uh, Aretha was there. Aretha was not there because I think... Um, she just wasn't able to be there. Let's leave it at that. Well, Dionne Warwick then threw some shade and said that Aretha was Whitney's godmother. So implying that like, wow, you're her godmother and you couldn't be at her funeral. Oh, that's right. Um, but she was not her godmother. She was an honorary auntie, if you will. That's mm-hmm. the way that Aretha described it. So it was a little, there was a little back and forth between, uh, Aretha Franklin and Dionne Warwick. I, n- now that you're reminding me of exactly what went on, I remember at the time we were like, whoa, everybody duck because they are throwing barbs. Well, we are joined right now by our friend Kat Perkins, uh, and we wanted to talk with Kat um, because as a musician, there's no doubt that Aretha Franklin uh, has an effect on, um, on you know, your experience of music. Hi, Kat. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being with us on short notice. I mean, do you have any just initial thoughts about the passing of Aretha? I'm not sure what kind of relationship her music had with you and and your own music. Oh, man, I just got the chills when you said that because she was really one of my, you know, icons and my idols since I was a little girl. I mean, she was the definition of a diva. Mm -hmm. She's She's a woman to me that made that word a non, you know, derogatory name for a woman in music, right? If if you were called a diva, a lot of times I would get upset about that, but really it would be a compliment because she's the diva. She is the original diva. And I know a lot of people like me are singers because of people like her. And I, I hope, I hope she knew that at the end of her life of her legacy that she created for singers like, like me. You know, actually, I think this would be a really good time. I want to share some audio with you, Kat, because I think you'll appreciate this um, a lot. Um, Have you ever done a cover of an Aretha piece? I have. I have a crazy story about Natural Woman. 
Oh, well, I wanted, I just want to share this little bit with you. Um, what Aretha said about how she responded to people doing covers. And then I want to hear your story. So are you scared? Don't be scared. Yeah, I am scared because you don't, you don't want to cover queen, the queen's music. Well, I mean, listen to this, listen to Aretha answer a question about covers. How do you feel about artists covering your songs? It's the most sincere form of flattery. It really is. In, in most instances, it is. Which is the best uh, one you've heard? I think some of the ones on American Idol. I've heard a lot of those. A lot of the ones on American Idol. So she she was flattered when people would choose to cover her music, especially oh people who could actually sing, like you, Kat Perkins. So yeah, tell us about um, you doing a cover of Natural Woman. Oh my gosh, it's so great to hear her say that because honestly, like I, I tell you guys a lot, especially on The Voice, it was like I didn't want to do certain songs because I didn't want to cover my idols. I didn't want to do my idols' songs because mm-hmm. it's, it's such big shoes to fill. But um, it's funny that you played that clip, and a lot of people might not know this, but I was on American Idol season two, the Clay and Ruben season. No, were how did we not know I that? Was. <laughs> it's Super hidden footage. Like, I don't know if you could ever find it. I only made it to, like, the top, oh, my gosh, maybe, like, 48 or something like that. I'm not even, I can't even remember how many were left um, when I got cut. But I, they made me sing Natural Woman. And it was ultimately the song that I got booted for. But it was honestly one of my favorite covers that I ever got to do. And I'm so glad they made me do it because I would have never chosen it. And I was way too scared to cover Aretha. But... I had a blast, and after that experience, so that was like 2002 or 2001-ish, I can't remember, um, I included that song a lot into my repertoire, and, mm. and I would sing it. Yes. Well, I'm here to tell you, I think that Aretha Franklin would have been flattered by your rendition of oh, think, Natural Woman. You know, I I, um, I feel like this is a natural voice for you to, to cover because you have such a powerful voice and she obviously had a very powerful voice. And I think you're very good at sort of inhabiting those those larger than life um, voices like like Aretha Franklin. So I just feel like you do a great job. I'm telling you for reals, for real. And, I, you know, I've always loved rock and rock singing and rock music and writing rock music, but she was one of the only, the few that really got me into that soul kind of singing, that soul sound, that big voice sound when I was a little girl. And I'm so thankful. That's all, that's all because of my daddy is playing her vinyls when I was little. And, I mean, a lot of those Detroit people, just think about the her story and where she came from, even though she never actually signed to Motown, mm-hmm. which is probably a little music trivia there for you, although everyone thinks she did. All of the people in her neighborhood did, but she ultimately only signed with Atlantic Records, but she was in that Motown crowd, and they all came from the same neighborhood in Detroit and literally made not only a name for themselves, but a name for... Uh, their town and mm-hmm. made a legacy that that still lives on today. Now, Kat Perkins, um, you are currently in the midst of a, a pretty amazing project that I want you to tell everybody um, about. And then I wanted to know: will, Do you know? Will you be including any kind of tributes to Aretha Franklin on stage coming up here? You know what? I thought about it today. As soon as I heard the news, I was like, "Well, why don't we start?" <laughs> like, yeah, I'm at a gig today, and I thought maybe we. Should throw one in there just to you know pay pay tribute to her because it's just 
a sad day and the same day as Elvis died. I mean, how weird is that? The, the king of rock and the and the queen, queen of soul. Um, and I, I do have a project coming up on Saturday, which we talked about a little bit yesterday on the air. We were doing Stomp Out Suicide up in Wyoming, Minnesota. It's a, it's a big fundraiser for Canvas Health. Canvas Health is a nonprofit organization in Minneapolis that um, helps Christ, people in crisis and people in depression crisis and people that are about to commit suicide and families that have gone through um, people that have uh, died by suicide. And so um, I do get to sing up there on Saturday at, at 9 a.m. and we're going to go all the way till noon. So maybe I'll throw some songs in to, uh, to also commemorate her memory along with a bunch of other awesome people. Oh, that would be wonderful. I can't think yeah. of a better, you know, a better just tribute for that particular moment. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, Kat Perkins, thank you so, so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat with us and, and talk about your um, memories and your and your thoughts around the death of Aretha Franklin. And, and we are hopeful that you will um, that you will find a way to work natural woman back into your repertoire. <laughs> Anything for you guys. Thanks so much for for letting me talk about it. And thanks for, for paying tribute to her on your show today because she oh, definitely deserves it. That is for sure. Thank you, Kat. We love you, Kat Perkins. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, you know, there is a biopic in the works of Aretha Franklin. And now we know that she gave her blessing to the person who is playing her. Uh, but I've got some historic audio for you to listen to as well around that.